welcome back to another episode of the So OCD podcast. I'm Wendy Nunnery, and today we're going to be tackling a pretty difficult and sometimes confusing topic, postpartum OCD. Before we get into the show, I want to add a disclaimer here that I am not a medical professional or a licensed counselor. I'm a woman with OCD who has experienced both postpartum OCD and postpartum depression, which I'll be including in today's discussion. I do quote studies from the International OCD Foundation website, as well as other professional and medical websites, but a lot of what you'll hear on this show is anecdotal and from my own personal experience, so please keep that in mind when you listen. Thank you so much for being here. Let's get started. Postpartum OCD is a mental health condition. Like many others, it's often misunderstood and misdiagnosed. Here is a definition of the disorder from an article written by Dr. Jonathan Abramovitz on the website of the International OCD Foundation, or IOCDF. Quote, Postpartum OCD typically comes on rapidly, sometimes within a week of giving birth. Research also indicates that postpartum OCD most often involves scary obsessions related specifically to harm befalling the newborn infant in contrast to obsessions having to do with contamination, paperwork mistakes, order and symmetry, and hoarding. In some instances, sufferers report obsessions having to do with accidental harm, while in others, the obsessions involve unwanted thoughts or ideas of intentionally harming the newborn. End quote. A few examples of the types of obsessions that someone with postpartum OCD might experience are fears about dropping the baby from a high place, thoughts of the baby choking and dying, fears about drowning the baby, images of the baby dead in the crib, like SIDS, fears of accidental or purposeful molestation, thoughts or unwanted impulses about pushing in the baby's soft spot on the top of their head or fontanel. What we see here and what needs to be said up front is that these types of thoughts, as well as all intrusive OCD thoughts, are unwanted and repulsive to the person suffering with them. That is the very nature of this disorder, and it's why it causes so much anxiety in the first place. Sometimes new mothers are afraid to ask for help because they fear that sharing these thoughts will put them at risk for losing their child or being put in an institution. This would have certainly happened in generations past. But these days, thankfully, OCD is much more understood by medical professionals and counselors. People who are unfamiliar with OCD or perinatal mental health disorders might confuse these thoughts with what happens during postpartum psychosis. Postpartum psychosis is altogether a very different disorder, and it's usually the disorder at fault when we hear terrible news stories about a mother harming her children. When a mother experiences postpartum psychosis, she doesn't recognize her harm thoughts as being irrational or problematic. She views them as sensible, logical, necessary, or even good. She might think her child needs to be kept safe from germs and so harm the baby with scalding water, or believe her child is too good and pure for this dangerous world and drown her to protect her. This is not postpartum OCD, but postpartum psychosis, and it's very important that we understand the difference between these two things. One of the stats I found that was most interesting in Dr. Abramovitz's article is that at least 80% of new mothers report experiencing some kind of unwanted or upsetting intrusive thought about their child. This is not a new or uncommon phenomenon. It's completely normal because we are tasked with caring for a very vulnerable creature and our brains are on high alert for potential danger. This is biology, right? This is evolution. This is the way that we're designed, especially the brain of a new mother 
who's coming down off an almost year-long hormonal high, who's exhausted, sleep-deprived, adjusting to a whole new life, and just worried about being a good mom. If you are a new mother and you are experiencing these thoughts and they are causing you intense anxiety, let me be perhaps the first to tell you that you are not crazy. You are not alone and you are a wonderful, kind, loving mother. Your thoughts do not and cannot change that. They're just thoughts, just your brain working in overdrive. Sometimes postpartum OCD is misdiagnosed as anxiety or even depression because it is an anxiety disorder, albeit a very specific type, and the presence of such unwanted thoughts can certainly lead to a depressed mood. Add that on top of everything a new mom is going through, and it's understandable that these mistakes occur, so it's imperative that we make space for moms to speak up about what's actually happening in their brains so that they feel safe enough to tell the truth and be heard. Moms are not the only ones who experience the onset of postpartum OCD. There are studies that show fathers experience the onset of intrusive thoughts about their newborns after birth as well, which does make sense given the huge life change that occurs when one becomes a parent. In general, obsessive-compulsive disorder is triggered by a number of physical, emotional, and circumstantial life changes. No one can exactly pinpoint how or why a person comes to have OCD. It's a combination of things. Dr. Abramovitz and his colleague, Dr. Nicole Fairbrother, theorized a psychological model for postpartum OCD, wherein the disorder is brought on by the responsibility of being new parents and all the beautiful, hard, messy stuff that comes along with that. For the mother, whose body is reckoning with all the changes it has been through, it's likely to be more severe. After my son, Theo, was born last May, just a couple of weeks after I finished up with season one of the podcast, I immediately started to experience symptoms of postpartum OCD. I had thought naively, I'll admit, that I had worked through all of that after my daughter Lucy was born in 2013, so I figured I knew what to do and that all would be well. I didn't have a counselor lined up and I wasn't on any medication. I just thought, I'm all good now. Everything's going to be great. But just hours after Theo's birth, I was already finding ways to avoid being alone with him because of my intrusive thoughts. It spiraled pretty quickly from there. I had an intense, quick, unmedicated birth, which was one of the most incredible experiences of my life. And physically, I felt almost completely back to normal within a day or two. But emotionally, I was a wreck. And that's putting it very lightly. Within a month of my son's birth, I was suicidal and barely able to function. I did function because I have a six-year-old daughter and I had to be there for her, but all of my joy or normal windy behavior was manufactured for her sake. It was completely fake. I was catatonic with fear, and I was also in the midst of serious postpartum depression, which I hadn't experienced after Lucy's birth. So it was this terrible cycle of fear and the desperation to make those thoughts go away you all the compulsions, combined with the feeling that nothing mattered and a complete lack of motivation to move forward. So it was just this really vicious cycle of wanting to change, but feeling like I had no ability to do that. It was incredibly traumatic. And thanks to the people in my life who supported me, I got help and eventually got better. That's why I make this podcast. That's why I tell my story and talk about this issue. Because when you're in the middle of something like that, you can't see anything but your fear and a future in which your life is completely destroyed. Your mind is a frightening place to be, but it doesn't have to be that way forever. A person, a mom, has to be able to get perspective on where she is and why with a community who can help her do that. 
this podcast is an effort to be community for someone, to speak into her life and let her know that so many others have been where she is. Sometimes I think about the women who have no idea they might go through this one day and I just weep. It's so hard. And I pray that they will be able to speak up and be heard so that like me, they can look at their child months and months later, the child they were so scared they would hurt or even leave because of how they felt and feel joy again, feel peace, feel gratitude that they made it through something they weren't sure how to survive. If that is where you are right now, you are a survivor. You will one day look at your baby and feel happiness again. You will bathe them and hold them and carry them and snuggle them and not be afraid. You will still have intrusive thoughts, but you will know that they are not indicators of who you are. They're just noise from a brain processing information. As my counselor says, they're just chattering teeth, you know, those plastic fake joke teeth that chatter when you wind them up. Just noise, just nonsense. When it comes to treatment for postpartum OCD, many women respond positively to serotonin reuptake inhibitors, or SSRIs, such as Zoloft or Lexapro, in addition to cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT. I did both of these things after the birth of my son. I took Zoloft as well as another older OCD medication that's not an SSRI, but I ended up stopping that one with the approval of my doctor so that I could continue to nurse. The Zoloft worked just as well for me on its own, but you will definitely want to speak with your own doctor about what is best for you. The medication helped me get to a stable emotional place from which to do the work of CBT. I had to expose myself to my fears, such as being alone with my son, even when my brain said, don't run away, and retraining my mind to not see those things as a threat. I remember the first time I did and feeling a wash of panic, but I sat with it for about 10 minutes and breathed until the initial intensity sort of faded. And then every second that passed after I calmed down was like a huge victory because I knew I was doing what I needed. I knew that every single time I refused to give in to a compulsion, as hard as that was, I was becoming more free. It's still a work in progress, so please don't think that I've got all this figured out because I had OCD before pregnancy and I still have it now. And that's not the case for every mother, but I'm getting there. Time is a big part of healing, I've learned. We can't rush it. In order to do it well, to give our bodies and our minds a chance, we have to find ways to sit with our discomfort and our uncertainty and realize that the fears and thoughts we have are not going to come to pass. People with OCD are generally highly moral individuals who experience the anxiety of these thoughts precisely because they care so much about doing the good and right thing. I really hope that encourages you. From what I've read and from my own experience with this disorder— There haven't been any reports of a person or a mother with OCD acting on their unwanted thoughts. The risk we take with this disorder is allowing it to rule us instead of seeking help. I recognize that there are barriers to this for many people. We have great insurance, and I still pay for counseling out of pocket and could not find a doctor in network who would prescribe me medication without an appointment months in advance. I actually called one doctor, and they said that I could come see them in November, and it was July I ended up just going to my mom's GP in my hometown, and he was kind and compassionate. He listened, and I am really, really grateful for that. I'm going to list some resources for you guys in the show notes, along with the article I mentioned and a few other websites I think might be helpful in your research. If you have anything you'd like to add, please email me via the contact page on my website, which I will also link, and I'll be sure to add those to the show notes and mention them on my social media for anyone who's interested. 
Before we go, I want to say thanks to everyone who supports the show. And I want to tell you all the moms and all the dads out there that you are incredible. Your life has so much value and your children are lucky to have you. Don't ever doubt that. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you guys next time. That's it for this episode of the So OCD podcast. Thanks for being here. I really hope this was helpful. That's it for this episode of the So OCD podcast. Thanks for being here. I really hope this was helpful and I'd love to hear what y'all have to say about the show. So please subscribe, share it with your friends and be sure to leave a review on iTunes so that others who need this information can also find the show. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Wendy Nunnery. That's W-E-N-D-I-N-U-N-N-E-R-Y. And if you want to know more about my work, please visit my website at wendynunnery.com where you can sign up for my monthly newsletter and get a free digital copy of my first novel when you do. That's it. Until next time.